0: recovery on air the official podcast of crossroads addiction rehabilitation candid discussion about addiction and recovery with the people who have lived it along with input from
1: experts on the journey from struggle to triumph laugh cry and
0: be inspired and now your host for recovery on air donna alexander
2: Welcome to Recovery On Air, the show in which we work to break the stigma of addiction by talking about it. I'm your host, Donna Alexander.
0: Hi, I'm your co-host, Bex.
2: And today we get to welcome into the studio a referral from Joe Peterson. He is our chief operating officer at the corporate office. We have Coach Carl... Hargrave with us today.
1: Hello, Coach. Hey, it's great to be here. Thank you so much, Donna and Beck and, uh, and friends. There you go. I mean, Absolutely. It's great. So
2: what I want to do first is, after, before we get into your recovery story, is I want to know why
1: they call you Coach. Oh, well, you know, I'll tell you. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> no, I was blessed in, in my career to coach football. And uh, coach for a long time. Well, I like to say it's long time. It felt like a long time. Uh, my hair was black at one time. Now it's silver. <laughs> 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 but, uh, no, I coach football for a long time. Uh, coached the National Football League thirteen nice. years. Nice. And, and uh, coach major college football for about eighteen years. And, wow. Uh, so that's what I do.
2: Do I get to hear the teams?
1: Because I love football. Well, okay. So uh, professionally, I was with the Minnesota Vikings for nice. ten, and then uh, Lee's
2: going to love that. He's our CEO.
1: He is a Minnesota Viking all the way through. Okay. Well, yep. we had some great teams then yep. during that period in time, and uh, and then I was here with the Cardinals. Nice. Uh, in two thousand four, five, and six. Nice. Yeah. And then they cut us. Matter of fact, they didn't cut us. They fired us. <laughs> <laughs> That's but awful. that goes with the territory. It does, now, doesn't it? When they it. do the change of everything, so. Yes, indeed. Well, that's so. awesome. That had to have been so much fun. Well, it was a great part of my life, you know. I, I was fortunate enough to play football in college, and then uh, uh, I was drafted back in the 70s uh, with the Oakland Raiders, and I bounced around. didn't really stick. I was... I was half helmet will travel. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was there for 10 minutes, got a cup of coffee and then I went to Denver for a short time and Yay. and then uh went to New York Giants and and uh so I you know three strikes and you're out and uh that's when I got into coaching football. I love the sport, I love the the opportunities that it gives and I'm not talking about the professional side of it, but the opportunities that youth have and young men have to go out and and, uh, 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 and play the game of football, get an education, and, and then utilize their skills. And
2: yes, so I love football, too. Oh great! Because I yeah. like to watch it. I'm not much of a player, obviously, and definitely not a coach unless it's an armchair. Well, is that what uh, they call
1: it? That's you know, I'm the, I'm there now. <laughs> that armchair. Because
2: <laughs> I, so. I can tell them all what they ought to be doing. I'm telling you, they never listen.
1: I don't well, understand a thing. It's it, it's tough. Yes, <laughs> it's the, tough it, on the fan. It it, <laughs> they it, <don't> it, <laughs> it truly is.
2: You know, when they won't listen to you. So let's talk a little bit then about your your life and your recovery story and how did this thing go for you
1: okay so uh yeah life i love life I'm, I'm i'm blessed to be here and living life and i've always thought in those in that fashion and uh you know i grew up my father my father was military so we moved around mm-hmm. the country a lot so we were move, we we're on the move a lot and then ended up in uh uh iowa Wow. You know, Iowa. Iowa. Okay. okay. And, so, <laughs> and that was a blessing. You know, it, it's uh, our family is from Chicago. And so it's right down the road from Chicago. So it's just a, you know, I'll definitely make a long story short. <laughs> and uh, I went to college in Iowa. And that was a time when I started uh, right out of high school, started uh, indulging in, in, uh, in alcohol mm-hmm. and turn that bottle up and you know it's interesting when I was playing I never I never drank during the week I would drink on Saturday night after the game win lose wow. or draw and then wake up Sunday morning and go sweat it out and so that was the start of my development <laughs> you know and and the, the mindset and, and that and then it it grew uh I don't think it it didn't really get into full bloom uh, until I started coaching and uh, in college ball and I was a young man, you know, after after the pros. Well, you know, when I went into uh, and, and I won't name the team so much, but in the pros, have they? I walked in the locker room and there's there's beer in the locker room mm-hmm. and you know guys back in there smoking. Mm-hmm. They were smoking cigarettes at mm-hmm. the time, but that was accepted in the locker room. And this have right. been 1976. Yep. And so uh, and then alcohol was a, played a big part. You know, I went with a team that said, "Hey, we play hard." I enjoyed that part of and we party hard. Yeah. <laughs> And I enjoyed that part of it. Now, <laughs> you know, yeah. Didn't make the team, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't miss the party. But, That's uh, true. And I'm not bragging about that at all, but that was where things started going. So I'm thinking, well, this is a part of life. This is a part of deal, you know, and, and I'm going to go out there and do my thing. And uh, went to parties and enjoyed the parties and uh, didn't enjoy the effect the next day, generally, because it was drinking. I, I was never big into the, you know, I smoked some, some herb back in the day, and, but I was never big into any of that other stuff, just the alcohol. So, right. and that was, uh, and that, that end up being, I carried that with me. Yes. That carried that with me, and, uh, and always thought I could handle it. But in reality, I was lying to myself. And not only to myself, everyone else. Right. <laughs> you know? and, but I, there was a point in time, um, I was with Minnesota Vikings mm-hmm. at the time, and I was drinking, and I got a DUI and had to wear the, uh, the bracelet. The ankle bracelet. The ankle bracelet and all of that. And uh, that was near the end of our, our run, you know. As near the end. Go ahead. Wasn't
2: that really public too? Don't were they as public well, we about were, it, it then, as public then as it was as now. As no, now. No, like if no, yeah, if you spit no, in
1: the street no, you're on the yeah, news. Yeah. Well, and and to a good point because that creates that awareness. Right. You know, the, that creates that awareness. It doesn't have to be beat you down, but it creates an awareness. Hey, we got to make a change. And nobody's immune and to no this one, disease. It no doesn't one. matter
2: how much money you have, what team you're playing for, or what you're doing. Nobody is immune to this disease.
1: No, you're exactly right about that. And I stand on that. There's it, it, you know, the addiction in any side of addiction. Correct. You know, it doesn't care what you have. Who you are, where you've been, but it can help you understand where you're going. Because when in use, it's only going to go one way. Yep. It's, a, it's only going one way. They can say we can design it, and make it look pretty, and all of that stuff, but you can believe this. And taste. It's going one way, and that's out the back door, <laughs> yep, down the drain, and it's yes. unfortunate, but life profession career loves all of that's going with it yep all of that's going with it you know so um, you know I got out here and um, you know I do I'm very thankful that uh, those that loved me hung with me you know they didn't hang with me, they hung with me. <laughs> right. Know, they stayed in there and they fought the battle too. Yes. And, uh, and so I'm very thankful of that, guys that, uh, that were there. And family? And family. Family's strong. Um, you know, But I went through, I lost a lot. I went through a divorce and I lost, you know, stuff. I like to say we gave it away. Yeah.
2: I, I gave you. away I gave a lot away. of stuff. I gave away a business. A family, houses, a lot
1: of, of stuff. I gave it away. Yeah, that's exactly right. And I, I, I've used that term, and I, I applaud you for helping me bring it right back around because I did give it away. Right. I gave it away, but there's a there's a blessing when you get when you have clarity. Yes. yes. There's a blessing when you got clarity. I tell you, and uh, you can get all of that stuff back, but the number one thing that you get back is yourself. Pride and your self value, and that's 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 big because you can yep. addiction says you're supposed to walk with your shoulders down, yes, whining, moping, and playing that you know that song <laughs> that somebody done me wrong song. Yeah. You and know, be a victim. And yeah, be a victim. Because it's everybody else's fault. Yeah, I right. had no
2: part in this. Mm-hmm. You know, it was because you did that. That's why I drank. And then <laughs> yeah. I needed to find some methamphetamine so I could stay up and drink longer and all of that. And did you go through that too, Bex? That yeah. whole blame game kind of story yeah. thing? Shame yeah. spiral. Oh. Shame spiral. Oh. Wow. Like yes. Talk to us about that a little bit, Bex. What do you mean by that?
0: Uh, just that that cycle of, you know, I'm... I'm miserable and I need to use to keep feeling miserable, and then I'm gonna use because I feel miserable and over and over and over. Wow. Yeah,
2: I really strong. like that. That's a I good do. one we
1: can I use, like can't that. we? Yes, indeed. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> I'll right. give you credit in the book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, coach. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> the big no, quote no, by Betts. The there it is. There it is. Absolutely. So,
2: so now you're, you're here in Arizona. Right, And you said that several people, your probably friends and your family, they hung in with you to get here. You know,
1: I I went through a whole lot here. You know, uh, as I mentioned, gave a lot of stuff away. And uh, even to include some freedom. Oh. Some mm -hmm. freedom. I'll talk to you. eh? Talk to me about uh, that. So, uh, you know, I was with the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. And... uh, ran in a couple of bumps in the road. We got let go. Yes. And I went into a spiral. Hmm. I went into a spiral. never been fired before, never been fired off of jobs, any of that type of thing. Uh, I mean, in, in the coaching career, in the college level, or the, the NFL, and then we come here, and we get fired. So the drinking escalated. You bet. And my wise decision de-escalated <laughs> yeah. and so so it's a bad road it was you know the drinking going up here and the decision making's going south just yeah. as hard as it can go and no clarity not operating out of clarity any of that so you know i thought i could drive uh-oh drink you know i did that uh, couple of times matter of fact a number of times and there had just happened to be these lights that came on those pesky you know, those red pesky and blue lights yeah you know and and so uh you know there was one time actually and i really feel bad about that but one time it was uh, uh i was playing golf and then i you know was drinking And then I get close to my house and I pull over in the park and I'm going to finish it Mm -hmm. and leave the car there and walk around the corner to my house. Well, it's 100 degrees out, you know, it's three digits. And so I drank that and then I'll go sit in the car and just turn the motor on. I was not driving. and you know what goes along with that? Yep. I pass out, and then next thing you know, there's someone knocking on the window. Yep. Well, so that was one instance right there, and and so you know nothing good came out of it. Nothing good came out of it, and uh, so you know, and and then it escalated to uh, I dealt with the the court system, and they felt that I needed to put on an orange suit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know? didn't look too good in orange no, huh? <laughs> on, hey,
1: that whole statement orange is the new black that's bull crap <laughs> <laughs> that, I wasn't a, a fan of that at all at all but you know it's interesting enough just to show you uh, the, the mindset how, how important the mind is uh, at the before that happened I was a year and a half sober <sighs> before it come back around
2: Okay, Okay. so <laughs> you get in trouble for the DUI, and then it took a year. So you, then you stayed sober after you got the DUI. Is this the one from the park?
1: Well, no, there was there was multiple DUIs, so over a 10-year period. Oh, and, and so the then last by the time that came around. It came back around, and so the judge said, hey, you're going to do this. You should be uh, a leader in our community, and da 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 I said, Judge, wait a minute now. You know, let's, let's, whoa. Probably should have handled it a little bit better. Yeah. In front of, well, well, it was just one of those things that I said, hey, I'm a year and a half sober. I said, uh, I'm doing stuff in the community, always have been in the community, feeding, working with the homeless, and feeding, and, and working, you know, with those in, in, that are mired in the throes of addiction. Uh, well, you're going to go in there and do it. Okay, so I go in there, put on this orange suit. <laughs> but the good thing about it is, I was operating out of 100% clarity. Yes. And it was low level, you know, we're playing, playing horseshoes and all of that kind of stuff. So, right. But the, the thing of it is, and it was, and the majority of the, uh, I like to call it the majority of the fan base. <laughs> the the majority of the fan base was uh drug and alcohol. Yes. So I was able to work and talk with them and, and hopefully had a an, an impact, you know, because whether it's in there or out here, I want to have an impact best right. that we can give them what, what 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 we can, you know, and and so that was a and uh, that was a, an extended. I call that the extended stay the extended stay (laughs) yeah yeah and so then you got out got out and it was uh it went uh I had a friend of mine by that time my marriage was just frail you know it's off the off the deal and my my family they were hurt but it was it all you know because I had clarity in Mm -hmm. there I had I could think about how I wanted to, I enjoyed how I thought about what I thought about when I thought about it. Right. You know, and that's, that's, that's that clarity side of it. So when I got out, I had a good friend of mine who opened up, uh, uh old college, uh, do uh, not a teammate, but a college friend that was out here, living out here. So it opened up, uh, I didn't have my house anymore. Um, my, my family was living in an apartment and, and, um, and then so she opened up her uh she had an extra room in her place so opened that up for me and i'll tell you what this is a this is uh you talk about uh pride and uh fighting through and i'm a firm believer as a coach and as a player that it doesn't matter how tough the situation is you got to get busy and you can fight through it and so i go from all of a sudden coaching on you know, going in and out of stadiums full of hundreds of thousands of people and cheering and all of that, I go from the field to the factory. Right. Now, I'm serious about the factory because I didn't have a gig. Yep. And all of of a sudden, I got that F word (laughs) connected to me. Okay. Yep. Yep. And so now, where do you go? What do you do? Coach Carl's got to reinvent himself. And I prayed on it, and I had great... uh uh, people around me that uh that helped out along the way um and uh and so i just had to eat it and bite it you know that pride and that humble pie i had the big slice i couldn't wait there couldn't cut that slice big enough right (laughs) and eating it and it was good yes because I had clarity. You cut that humble pie and you really don't have clarity about where you're going, what you're doing in life, then it's, it can go a different way. So and also where you've been. And where you've been. Where
2: yes. you've been because that, boy, that can humble me in a New York minute even oh, yeah. today. Yeah. You know, looking back going, oi. Yeah.
1: Oh, exactly. Where you've been, you know. Uh, and so I went from, I had to go get a gig. Yep. I had to put some things on gig. the plate. That's you it. know, and I... You know, I, I I don't mind splitting the bean, but I was trying to get some beans on the plate and not have to split the bean. <laughs> 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 so I went to uh, one of these, uh, what do you call them, uh, job. Job uh, fairs? It wasn't a job fair. It was... Uh, you know, when a little job. Where, like a temp, where you?
0: Agency? Tem- temp agency?
1: Temp agency. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. So I went to a temp agency and said, well, we got this little gig over here in, uh, uh, in, in the factory. It's a produce factory. So I'm standing there. Nobody speak English but me. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and I ain't nothing wrong with it. I learned a lot. I bet you and did. We got, and I'm at a produce factory, and I'm on the line. I'm thinking, well, you got to be kidding me. I didn't want to say kidding me. I just said it because we don't lie. You know what i want to say. you got to be kidding <laughs> 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 and, me. Uh, and I said, you man. So I got up in the morning, go to this produce factory, and I said to myself the first day, I can sit here and it not look good, let pride get in the way, you know, or I can produce. There you go. And my mindset, I'm gonna produce. I'm here, so my mindset is let's you know put this avocado in this box and slide it. Put this uh, uh, corn in this box and slide it. You know, so I did that. And as soon as the the, the whistle blew, it's time to get out of there. My mindset said, how do I reinvent myself? And that's where I, my my uh, mindset, I've got to have an impact. I've got to be able to coach. I've got to be able to coach. I can't coach on the field anymore, but I can coach people in the field of life. And where's my audience? It's right there where I am. <laughs> wow. Not where I was, where I am. Okay. Okay. Meaning, I, that's when I said I'm going to work in the recovery field because I know about that. I know about football, and now I know about recovery. You know, and so... Uh, that's where I went and you know uh, uh, it happened uh, I got with a place in Mesa they were new I talked to them about what I do and how you bring it to the table you know I want to bring the food to the table and let everybody eat and um, and it was called Soba Mesa okay and I worked with them and they hired me full time Nice. Full-time to come in and implement the uh, physical component in recovery. And that's where fit for recovery got started. Nice. And and that's what that's all about. And because I'm a firm believer that the body's made to move. And if the body's not moving, it's a bad day. Yes. It's a bad day. And in addiction, and I don't spend a lot of time talking about addiction because I'm looking at the Windshield not to rearview mirror, right? (laughs) Right, but in addiction It says you're not supposed to move You're supposed to be laid over under the park bench Sitting over there with your head down moping and not moving and that's when that's when and that's a big lie That's a That's a addiction lie. The body's made to move and the body and it'll let you know that hey I want to get up and move. You know, I need to be moving. So that's that's felt with soreness, <laughs> body aches, I can't move here, I can't, you know, I can't lift my leg up or you know the the sound effects. <sighs> Rice crispies is standing out, you know. Right, Kris- that out. Too, you know? Yep. Snap, crackle, popping, and, yep. and all of that. There you have it. And so that's what that's what the fit for recovery is and we we address the physical component in recovery you know to go along with the spiritual the emotional the mental and the physical okay so if somebody comes so you have a facility no i go into certain i go and that's that's the blessing i don't uh that's going to come the facility's going to come at some point in time but now i go into recovery centers valley-wide and I also do some in Denver via Zoom, and we get them to do the exercise, you know.
2: So what, kind of, what does that look like? What does a, a day with Coach okay. Carl so look
1: like? We, we, we get busy, and, uh, you know, I talk with them about it. I, I relate every aspect of exercise to recovery, okay. you know, and, and what that looks like. And so we would get in, and I'd talk to them about where they are today, not where you were yesterday, because that don't matter. That day is gone. Where you are today, you know, and then, uh, and then we get up and and depending on the facility, uh, we do body weight type movement. Okay, so uh, you ever been in jump rope when you were young? Yep. Yes. Okay, so now we do some invisible jump rope. Okay. Because now I've seen a few people get tangled up in that invisible rope. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, uh, so we do that just to get the heart weight, the cardio, mm-hmm. and so basically, what fit for recovery and the four, as you see, it's it's F O U R, mm-hmm. and that that's derived from the four pillars of recovery. Okay, but through a physical side, and so we talk about cardio, flexibility. Strength and power. Because I believe we got power. I don't I'm not one of those, well, I don't I'm powerless. No, let's get that out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you got power, but you gotta build to it. You gotta build to it. And so we we hit all of those. And then we talk about endurance and strength and you know, because you gotta have some endurance. To, to live this life. Right. I'm planning on living. I'm 67 today. No, not just today, but I'm 67. And so I'm planning, you know, I'm planning ahead. Uh, you know, give me another 100 and so. <laughs> right. So,
2: so you go into treatment centers. Yes. And you bring in that physical aspect. And do you go to the same ones and do it like a weekly kind of thing? Oh, yeah, it's or? a weekly.
1: Yeah, I go into most places I go in twice a week. Because okay. I'm a firm believer, you know, you get them in there and they get going, and they, you know, that's a big part of uh, uh, of, of the recovery. So I go in, and we'll go in an hour. I'd spend an hour or two in in the, in the centers,
0: nice. and get them
1: going. and And I tell you what, the how that really got started was when I was in the place that I went. Right. Okay. I went to a place called Chandler Valley Hope. I did too. Okay. All right.
2: Yep, those they did not get me sober. I'm telling you what. Well, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't work at it. I was doing your program and your program and your program. I was not doing Donna's program. It was easier to do everybody else's. Yeah,
1: you know, isn't that something?
2: Isn't it though? But uh, But yes, Chandler Valley Hope. Yes, great place. Yeah,
1: it was a great place, and it and I went in there and um, and I asked the nurse. I said what can we do because i had to grab onto something that i knew something right. about i didn't know about the the uh the, the the uh mental side of recovery i didn't know about the emotional and i didn't know about the spiritual side right and how they went but i knew about the physical right and so i jumped on that right away when i was there and i I asked the nurse, I said, well, what do we do? What, what can we do? We and she said, no, we don't do any of that around here. Well, that's the last conversation we had. I didn't have, I wasn't wasting time because when I went in there, I made that move to go in there to get the help that I needed. I jumped all over it. I went in there, I, I, I wasn't interested in making friends, but I was going to be friendly because right. that's the way I am. Right. But I went in there to get the information that was going to help mm-hmm. me stay soap. Yep. And, uh, and it has. Yes. And so, but I, I, I said, well, I got to jump on this physical side. So I jumped out there myself and started doing side bends, knee raise, kicks, and push-ups, and push-ins, and all of those the first day. And the next day, is about three guys came out, maybe four, and they joined me. So the next day, I was surprised there was about four women that came out you and joined bet. us. You know, and I was all, that was great. So, for I was there for 28 days. Yep. I don't do nothing on Sunday, so I'll just say 24 of those days. Yep. 24 of those days, we were busy and get it done early and then go to the meeting or yes. went to that early Classes, meeting. Yep. And then, yeah. And so, that's where it kind of got started.
2: So, was this Chandler Valley Hope before or after the orange suit? No,
1: it was before. Before. That's what I am saying. So that's what you got sober then? Yeah, I got sober then. And then the orange shoe came, that that came back around. Right. So I know that
2: physical fitness is really valuable for, like, everybody. I can't say that I'm Johnny on the spot with that, but my co-host is. All right. I've seen some of this stuff she does, and I'm like, it's this yoga stuff, like, and I'm like, I keep looking at the picture. I'm like, how are you doing that? Talk to us a little bit, Bex, about how you got into... Because it sounds like maybe you had the same thought patterns that he did.
0: Yeah, I think my physical aspect came a lot later in my recovery. So the emotional and the mental side that you were talking about came first. Mm -hmm. But I was really struggling with the physical part. And... Um, eating eating is like an addiction for me. I know, Donna, you shared that with me, too. Yep. Um, and so the sober part came and, and the eating stayed mm-hmm. and the the lack of physical fitness. And so just over this last year, I've gone into this complete shift mm-hmm. of finding something that I have a huge passion for, which is yoga. Okay. And I've got that like physical bug i want more yeah. you know i want more i want to be stronger i want to be more flexible i want more endurance like you were talking about and that has been such a shift for my recovery now
1: oh excellent yeah. yes indeed I, I don't know about the yoga for me you know but uh, I, hey i <laughs> applaud you for that that is great Thank doesn't you. it make you
2: feel good she was like yes. on one good. hand and all her body wrapped around her or something i'm like what is she doing? <laughs> like, yeah, that's not going to happen for me. Well,
1: it... you know, take baby steps. next you get her. Yep. You get her. I'll get both of you guys.
2: Oh, dang.
0: Like,
2: <laughs> you probably have more flexibility than I do, coach. No, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's tough when you get into some Rice Krispie stuff happening. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we put ourselves through. I think that this will be something that both of you can agree with that has really maybe helped you is that in, I don't know about you guys, but in my addiction, man, I fell down a lot. Skinned a lot of knees. I had automobile accidents that gave me whiplash and all of those kind of things that I find now are somewhat of a struggle. Yeah. With the physical aspects of life just because of what I put my body through when so, I was using. And not just the, the substances that we ingest because those take a toll all on their own, mm-hmm. you know, but the means and ways that we take them in. And, man, car wrecks. Mm. Oh,
1: yes, indeed. All yes. of that stuff.
2: So, so now you're you're taking these into other facilities, and you go in a couple times a week and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So what else do you do for your recovery process? Is that
1: well? That is that's the biggest part because I you know I believe in uh, 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 energy is a big part, but I think uh, I do go to meetings. To not that not often, yeah well yeah. not that often because I, I just I work in the community right every day and it's a part of me you know it's a part of me and that's you know I uh, 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 you know with with the exercise side of it and speaking and and that I'm out there all the time and, and working that. so that is a big part of my sobriety right. and, and um, you know, I, I go back and think about when I first came out of Chandler Valley Hope. I went to a party and some friends and associates and that type of thing. But I had made a, I, I put myself in a situation where I made my declaration right there at the party. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm firm believing that you got to stand or you fall. Yes. And, and I went in, the music's playing, everybody popping their fingers, hand in the air like I just don't care and all of that stuff. <laughs> and I stopped the music. And I said, I really appreciate being here. And I want you all to know that Carl, I wouldn't call him Coach Carl, man, but Carl does not drink anymore. And I'm looking around, and I made it one more time. Carl does not drink anymore, and so and I and then I said thank you and put the music back on. And one guy comes up, and it's always going to you know there's a clown in the party all the time, which no wrong with that, but still, hey man, you know, uh, uh, come on man, you know you wanted this drink and da 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 da, and so I said to him, I said what part? of what I just said, did you not understand? Oh man, you just know? I said, explain it to me. <laughs> what did I just say that you don't understand? And then, and I haven't seen him yet since. I said, either one of us gotta leave here. It's either you or me. I said, better yet, I'm gone. You know, so I was able to take myself out of that situation because I made that declaration and they didn't respect it. They don't mm-hmm. have to follow it, but
2: respect it. Right, know? exactly. You know, I think that that is one of the biggest hurdles, too. Like, for me, because I'm, I'm an equal opportunity addict, I didn't really care <laughs> what I was taking in, as long as it changed the way I felt right then. Yeah. It didn't matter to me if it was Xanax or alcohol or meth or pot or opioids. It didn't matter. Sure. And so I found myself when I would go, like, to the hospital, like I had, you know, things happen, like I broke my foot, you know, things like that, or my arm. And when I broke my arm, I went to our chiropractor, who is a family friend and had the x-ray done. And he said, yep, you broke your arm. Let me call this guy. I think he takes your insurance. You can go over there. So I said, okay. So I went over there, and it was a different type of the same kind of insurance, so he couldn't help me. But what he did say, so I'm walking around with my arm like this, and he said, let me wrap that up. I'm like, that would be amazing. And then he got his prescription pad out. He's not my doctor. Uh I'm not on record with him at all, any way, shape, or form. He said, let me give you some pain medication. And I'm like, no, thanks. I'm an addict. And he said, addicted to what? And I said, everything. And he said, it doesn't look like you're addicted to food. (laughs) I know. See, that's exactly what my take on it was, is I'm like, what? I said, no, I don't need any pain pills, you know? And I left and I was grateful that he bandaged up my arm. But I think that like one of the reasons that we do this show and that Crossroads has so much passion behind it Mm -hmm. is because there is still a stigma, Mm -hmm. no matter what, that either we're going into hospitals and drug seeking, Mm -hmm. but guess what? I'm not going to tell you I'm an addict, Mm-hmm. If I want dope, yeah, exactly. how stupid is that? Exactly. exactly. You know, so it, it's difficult for me still, even now, after having the sobriety that I do and the things that I see still, and anywhere that I go and I tell people that mm-hmm. is still the wall that comes up. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. I'm saying I'm in recovery X amount of years, right? And they still look at you differently. Yeah. Well,
1: you know, I. That's a shame. It is, isn't That's it? That's a shame. That's a shame. And uh, and that just shows you how far gone their mindset yep. is on, well, you need to have this and you need to have that. That's Big Pharma talking to them. Right? That's, I don't know. And those <laughs> kickbacks. And the kickbacks. Exactly. Yes, I'm still going to exactly. be a firm
2: believer on that. Have you had those experiences, too, where you try to establish that you're a sober person and people either don't believe you or try to suck you in in different ways?
0: Yeah, not so much recently because I think, you know, my entire world, like what you were saying, Coach, is it's recovery. Mm-hmm. And if you don't fit into that recovery lifestyle, it's it's not in my bubble, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I have had the experience of, of being with doctors, um, you know, at the hospital or whatnot, mm-hmm. and... I think there's something that someone said at a meeting that sticks with me, that it doesn't matter who knows if I'm an addict, as long as I know right. I'm an addict, right? And so that's something that I feel I'm not a victim anymore. I'm, I'm yeah. proud of being in recovery. Yeah. And so I, you know, even if the stigma is there, I'm going to stand about it proud right. yeah. in my truth and tell you that I'm in recovery and I'm an addict and this is what fits for me and this yeah. is what doesn't. Right, you know
1: that's good. That, that's, that's strong. Awesome. That's exactly right. And you, you know, I applaud you again. That's because you're standing for who you are.
0: Right.
1: And that's got to be one of the major steps of growth in in this walk in recovery. You know, the self value. I don't care what the next person thinking about. That they can't help me. They can't help you. And I play, and I'm a firm believer in this. You play this game of life to win. Right. I played everything in my, you know, whether it's playing ball, whether it's coaching, play to win. And I'm playing this game, and I encourage everyone that's in recovery, that's working on recovery, you got to play it to win. Yes. You know, and, and or you can get lost out there. Right. So you got a choice. We got choices that we can make. You play to win or play right. or. or you know, <laughs> exactly. I don't want to talk about that side, I'm, but
2: right, right. And we know what happens on that other side only yeah. too well. You yeah. know, we unfortunately run across that at Crossroads all the time. Yeah. But you know, the thing about Crossroads is if you want help, we will help you. If there's somebody out there that's listening and you or a family member needs our help, give us a call at 602 263 5242. Or look us up on the website at www.thecrossroadsinc.org. Because if you want help, we will help you. We will find a way. Even if you don't have money, we will help you. you know We're strong believers in all of that and standing up tall and standing up for recovery. you know We're opening new programs all the time, which actually Bex is a part of one that isn't too, too old you want to tell a little bit about that?
0: Sure. Um, I'm part of an amazing group of people that work on the CECOM team, the Crossroads Community Outpatient Management. And we start with clients that are in our residential facilities who might have medium or high-risk situations like mm-hmm. physical health or mental health, um, high-risk, like, um, you know, long incarceration periods mm-hmm. or prostitution or trafficking, things that are, that are going to make people more vulnerable. And my team steps in and we get to provide extra case management while they're in the facility and then also after they leave for up to a year to help them get stabilized wow. in the community.
2: Wow, yeah, great. And so what does it look like for a client after you leave? I've heard things like you guys have taken them shopping and do you get to do that?
0: We can, yeah. Um, you know, we try to provide resources for people to be independent. Um, But we we can step in and and one of the biggest things we want to help with is like employment. And so if somebody needs to go to the MVD to get an ID or they need help building a resume, that's something that we can go and visit them at their sober living or their home and help them with those things.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, see, that's amazing. So that's one of the things that we try to build at Crossroads is an all-encompassing kind of thing. Like you're talking about, Coach, you know, the spiritual the physical, the emotional, all of that. And so we've been trying to build programs that will encompass all well, of those things, too. Well, i tell you what, that's big.
1: That's big because if, a you know, it's the same old thing. If a person doesn't have uh, something to go to, then they're probably going to go down the, the, wrong, the wrong way, you know. And, and everybody has value. And one of the things that's so important is, is being able to help them see their value. Yes. And if you've got an opportunity to create uh, help with jobs and create uh, help with clothing or help with uh, 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 fitness and, and whatever it is, if you've got an opportunity to help with and that's great what Crossroads is doing. Mm-hmm. It is. And... and you know and there's nothing better than seeing the the joy oh the lights come on in somebody's eyes it's like
2: so amazing so one other question though i Mm -hmm. have so we're talking about addiction Mm -hmm. and i know that i have seen and know people who have also got addicted to fitness Mm -hmm. so have you had that happen in your program at all and how would you combat that should you see it
1: uh I think you know we always talk about having a level of of uh, uh, of um, understanding and a level of uh you know uh what's the word I'm looking for <laughs> it's coming to me, but you know a couple of hits on football right? <laughs> <laughs> uh moderation moderation that's it right there there's little levels of moderation in and I haven't seen it as much in the fitness side of it because, again, uh, it's early stages. True that. Early, yeah. When I see them, it's early stages of, of their recovery. And, and so it's, it's, they feel good every time they come out. And that's, that's what you want to have happen. Right. But it's like anything else. You, you don't want to trade one addiction for another. Right. And because then it's still going to go south, Yep. you know. Physically or whatever, because I've seen guys that get into, uh, you know, it's just fitness, da, 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 but then uh, they then they hurt themselves. Yes. And then they keep going. You know, I've got to keep going. I've got to keep doing this. The next thing you know, it's going, you know, it's going a different direction through injury. And so you definitely don't want to see that in the in the recovery side of it. Right. Because then they're looking for you know something to offset it and yes and and so just having that moderation that's that's the key word right it is (laughs) coach thank you so
2: much for being with us today i've been looking forward to this for a while and it it did not sell itself short i'm so glad that you were here and you came and explained to us what you do and bex
1: thank you for coming and helping me out
0: Thank you for having me, and it was so nice to meet you, Coach Carl. Well,
1: thank you, and it was a pleasure to meet you and then uh, work with you. And Donna, thank you so much for having me on your show. It's been my pleasure. Anytime. Yay! <laughs> we'll do it anytime.
2: Okay, until next time.
1: Thanks for listening to Recovery On Air, the official podcast of Crossroads Addiction Rehabilitation with your host, Donna Alexander. Join us next time as we continue our candid discussions about addiction and recovery. Listen 24-7 anytime to this or any of our shows online at StarWorldWideNetworks.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.